Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. No one is funnier than you. People laugh just thinking about the things you've said. I'm laughing at one of them right now. Coworkers repeat your jokes at the office, but they're never as good as when you tell them and shame on them for trying. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better knowing you could save when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Although I'm sure you'd have a funnier way to say that. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris at 708-478-6090. Mariska's in Crest Hill, family-owned and operated since 1933. And Chuck's Southern Coverts Cafe with locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com. Let's drop the victorious again, Puck. Welcome to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show with 670 The Score's Jay Zawoski and NBC Chicago's James Naveau. Welcome into the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show. My name's Jay Zawoski. I am solo tonight. James has the night off because, frankly, he's earned it. The last two postgame shows he's handled on his own because I've had Star Wars tickets and I had tickets to see the National on my birthday, so he was kind enough to handle them alone, so I said to him, you know what, enjoy your Sunday night, I'm going to knock this one out all by myself, and guess what, a very impressive and very convincing win by the Blackhawks tonight, very nice to see, fifth win in a row, um, and things are looking good, Patrick Kane was on fire, uh, I think the team defense has really sort of started to solidify even with Cody Franzen and Jan Ruda out of the lineup, guys like Jordan Osterley and Michael Kempney have come in and provided solid play on the blue line. Corey Crawford remains outstanding. He was great again tonight. But one thing I, I think, you know, over the last little bit, some people have wanted to take a little bit away from what the Hawks have done. And, yes, they've beaten some subpar teams in a stretch. Let's not kid ourselves, Buffalo, Arizona, teams like that. Those aren't teams that you should beat, and you should beat them pretty handily. What I liked about tonight's game 
was at no point did I ever feel like the Wild were a threat. You saw the Hawks really sort of shut things down defensively, and I'm going to apologize for my voice here. I've got a little bit of a cold I'm fighting off. I'm sure you can hear it. So uh, if I'm a little unclear, my bad. I apologize. Not much I can do about it. But um, I think the D tonight did a terrific job of really limiting the wild scoring chances. The shots on goal they allow wasn't a lot, and they dominated the possession game tonight. The Blackhawks did. But even when Minnesota would get a shot, there'd not be a second chance, or it wouldn't be a good look in the first place. Very, very solid team defense from the Blackhawks tonight. I think Connor Murphy, especially in the first period, had one of his finest games as a Blackhawk, maybe the, the the best, playing on the right side again. That's where he had struggled early on in the season, but tonight, as the game went on, he looked more comfortable on that right side, and like I said, especially in the first period, made a lot of really nice plays defensively, and um, he is such a key to the season. James and I have talked about it all year. Connor Murphy's development is critical in the future and actually the present of the Chicago Blackhawks. If he's a guy who's you know, in and out of the lineup and kind of a question mark like he was probably for the first well, maybe 25-30% of this season, that's a problem. But he's really settled down over the last month, starting to come into his own, and I like what I saw from him tonight especially. Other bright spots, I already mentioned Patrick Kane. I think Jonathan Taves probably could have had four or five goals tonight, kind of playing like a man possessed, trying to win every board battle, trying to make every play he can. He had that opportunity in the crease where he got the puck, pulled it to his forehand, and Stalock was just able to kick out that right leg and make the save. Uh, regardless, the Hawks come out with a big win tonight over the Minnesota Wild, and uh, they're rolling along. Five in a row, a 4-1 to win tonight. Shots on goal, 46 for Chicago, 28 for Minnesota. And like I said, those 28 shots on goal were not impressive by the Wild whatsoever. So as we're looking big picture here, and we're looking sort of ahead to what's to come. This was the last Hawks game of the calendar year at the United Center. Coming up to end uh, December, they've got Dallas on Thursday, New Jersey on Saturday. Then they're off until the following Thursday against Vancouver and then Edmonton. Uh, so a little bit of a some days off, some time to rest up here. Maybe you see Jan Rudy come back. Maybe you see Cody Franzen come back. But look, they haven't really been missed. And those were two of the guys. You know, Cody Franzen is a veteran player who I think, well, it was no secret that he was going to be here. We report, The podcast reported it back in July that it was probably going to happen. It did. And I had sort of stressed all year that the point of this season should be development. Um, but this, the, as it was, very green, uh, very inexperienced. I think Cody Franzen came in, and when he started playing consistently, uh, night after night after night, things sort of settled down. I don't know if that's a coincidence. You put a veteran presence in there, and things are just going to sort of go easier for everybody. But now that he's been out a while with the injury, you don't want to get Waldy pipped, so to speak. But I think Jordan Osterley has come in and done a really good job. I mentioned it a couple of podcasts back where he's a little bit of a risk taker. I like that he's aggressive offensively. I think he's sort of toned that down a little bit over the last handful of games. But he still has some impressive offensive instincts. He's still a guy that likes to move the puck, and I think Quenville likes that about him. There haven't been a lot of moments where he's taken that chance and the Hawks have gotten caught. He seems to have a pretty good sense of when is the right time to do it. I was personally not comfortable with him doing that because I didn't know his game very well. But now that he's been in the lineup for the last little bit, I like that. I like that aggressiveness from him, and he sort of looked good. 
Uh, Michael Kempney, who I've always been a fan of, has come in and contributed right away. And I spoke to a source this week and said, you know, the Hawks might be looking to move Michael Kempney simply because it doesn't seem like Joel Quenville is a big fan of his and he's not going to play him. So if they're not going to play him, they might as well move him for someone that Q will play. Uh, who knows if it's a forward or another defenseman. But for whatever reason, Q has seemed to have it out for Kempney. I was surprised that he got the start over Billy Polka, who was recalled. The way the Hawks usually do things is play the guy that gets recalled. That has not been the case. Kempney's been in, and he's done a fine job. So when these guys get healthy, Jan Ruda and Cody Franzen, the Hawks are going to have some tough decisions to make. I don't think Ruda loses his job by any means, but I do think when Franzen comes back, you could see him on the bench now and again um, as opposed to being an every-night kind of a guy. I know that they liked his impact on the power play. The power play, even without him, has looked better lately. Yes, they did not score tonight, but there were plenty of really solid scoring chances. So all in all, things are turning around. And, you know, I think early on, I, I don't know if I wrote the Hawks off, but I, I, I thought they were pretty average. I think that's probably the word I used to describe them. I don't know if I'm really ready to say that, okay, they're a true contender just yet. You know, you've got some guys playing very well. Corey Crawford is playing at a superhuman level. Um, I don't know if that's sustainable over the rest of the season. So far, so good. I mean, you know, it's almost January, and he's been outstanding, save for the little bit of time where he was injured. He was out, but every other game he's played – He's been outstanding in. So it's a matter of, I, I think I still think the keys to this team are Jonathan Taves scoring consistently, Patrick Kane continuing to score at a high level. So far, so good on those two over the last little stretch here. Uh, you need your D to stay as good as they've been over the last little bit. And again, they haven't been against powerhouse teams that the D has had this turnaround. So I hesitate to get too excited about it, but... You can only go off what you've seen lately, and lately the Hawks' D has looked better, so I'm a little bit encouraged by that. Um, so curious what you guys have to say. We're going to do another full-length podcast uh, later this week, so hit us up, madhousepod at gmail.com, and we'll get your questions answered. Before we wrap up here, I have a text from uh, Ponytail Dave, one of our uh, favorite listeners, longtime listeners from the beginning. Dave says, uh, for the next post-game or next podcast, Steve Conroy is a huge step down from Eddie O., Either didn't notice or didn't care in the past when he did the game, but he's just not good. Is there any other option? If you agree, who else would you like to see with Pat? I don't, I'm not as down on Steve Conroy as a lot of people are. Look, Eddie Olchek is the best in the business. He may be the best color analyst in sports. I mean, take any sport you want, and he's up there among the greats at any of them. So to compare Steve Conroy to Eddie Olchek, that's tough. But if you compare Steve Conroy to other color analysts throughout the NHL, He's probably one of the better ones, to be honest with you. I remember back in the day when Billy Gardner was here, kind of a, a, a decent comparison, Conroy and Billy Gardner. They weren't going to really blow your mind with any analysis, but they were solid. They knew what they were talking about, and they were decent broadcasters and could highlight some some things along the way. If you want, if, I'm giving someone a chance here. I'd like to see Adam Burrish get a chance. I was really impressed and have been really impressed with how good he's been after these Hawks games with uh, breaking down the X's and O's with identifying things that are happening on the ice. And of course he's got the uh, historic, not historic, but he's teammates with a lot of the core players on this team. So he has that unique perspective as well. I think he's been tremendous sort of out of the blue that he's been this good. I think most people thought Brian Campbell was going to be the next former Hawk to be kind of a media superstar. And to me, he looks a little bit nervous, a little bit green, a little bit shy. Adam Burrish has come and grabbed this job by the nuts 
And uh, I'd like to see him. If Conroy can't go one night and if Eddie O can't go, give Adam Burris a try up in the booth. I'd like to see what he could do uh, as a, as a uh, you know, a color analyst. I think Troy Murray is terrific, too, on the radio side. I think Wideman and Murray is a really good team. I don't want to break them up, but I, I've heard Wideman and uh, – I'm sorry. I've heard Troy Murray and Pat Foley together before. And uh, since then, I think Troy Murray has gotten much, much better. He's gotten much more experience. So I wouldn't mind seeing that matchup down the road or that pairing down the road either. So let us know what you think of that as well. MadhousePod at gmail.com. But until next time, this has been the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show. The Blackhawks defeat the Minnesota Wild 4-1 to for their fifth win in a row. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus. The bulbous walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. To make sure millions of people are getting paid on time and in compliance, ADP is staying on top of each new piece of legislation. So when it comes down to it, ADP isn't just a payroll and HR company. We're the company that helps you navigate complexity. Learn more at ADP.com.